Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how a mutation that evolved to protect us against malaria actually makes us more prone to other diseases and how old sailing technology is being used by astronauts to navigate through space. Then stay tuned for a special update from Cody. That's me. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Evolution is how organisms change over time, but it's not exactly a march toward perfection. Sometimes those changes have trade-offs, and humanity is dealing with those trade-offs today. I'm talking about a genetic mutation that helped protect our ancestors from malaria. That life-saving adaptation came at a cost. It made us more prone to other illnesses as a result. Here's how that works. The cells in our bodies are fringed with proteins and sugar chains. Many of these chains are tipped with special sugars called sialic acids. Sialic acids help with cell recognition by acting as a sort of ID badge, like, it's okay, I work here. They also play a role in immunity. Any pathogen that wants to enter the cell has to contend with the net of sialic acids surrounding it. Just like anything else in our bodies, these sugars are controlled by our genes, and genes mutate over time. Mutated sialic acid genes are the cause of many diseases, though most of these mutations are rare. But there's one particular sialic acid mutation that all humans share. See, most of our mammal relatives have a specific sialic acid marker called NU5GC. But in humans, the gene for this sialic acid is busted. Instead, we make a different kind, called NU5AC, and it's not nearly as good at its job. But it does seem to be good for one important thing. It's like kryptonite for the malaria-causing plasmodium parasite. Considering how deadly malaria can be, scientists think that's the reason we kept the gene for this deficient sialic acid instead of its more competent cousin. Here's where it gets really interesting. Remember how sialic acids are like ID badges? Well, if you change the ID badge through a mutation, you're going to have to update the security protocol too. In other words, all that extra new 5AC led to more mutations in the way the human immune system recognizes its own cells. And some of those mutations have been linked to conditions like asthma and Alzheimer's disease. Add that to the fact that our busted version of sialic acid is really friendly to pathogens like cholera, smallpox, influenza, and yes, coronavirus, you start to realize what a trade-off this mutation really was. But clearly, it gave us enough of an advantage that we're still around today. It just goes to show that evolution doesn't strive for perfection. It just settles for good enough. If you were lost in space, how could you find your way home? It turns out that old sailing technology might be the answer. In 2018, astronauts on the International Space Station wound their clocks back to the 1730s and tried navigating with a sextant, a device that sailors once used to make sure they were going in the right direction. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now here on Earth, you can use a sextant to figure out the angle between the horizon and some celestial object, like the sun or the moon or a star, for example. If you know where that object should be at that time of day, you can determine your longitude and latitude. But there's no horizon in space. So if astronauts are going to use a sextant, they have to take a different approach. Instead of the angle between the horizon and a known star, they could use the angles between two known stars. 
Obviously, astronauts can normally use high-tech equipment to know where they are, but the hope is that the sextants would come in handy in an emergency. And that might sound weird, but it's not the first time astronauts have used celestial navigation in space. In 1970, Jim Lovell famously used the Sun and Earth's horizon to guide the Apollo 13 mission home after an explosion forced them to shut down their main spacecraft. So, in 2018, NASA researchers decided to see if they should make the sextant technique a regular emergency protocol for astronauts. They had two astronauts test this idea in the International Space Station's wraparound cupola window. Sextants require a steady hand, and they needed to figure out if that would be possible when the astronauts were floating around. After several months of tests, they concluded that yes, sextants are a totally legit backup tool. They're simple to use and don't require much training. So if the curse of 2020 decides to visit the International Space Station, and yeah, let's hope it doesn't, don't be surprised if you hear about modern astronauts using old-timey sailing technology to get home. This reminds me of the, the joke, something about the U.S. spending billions to try to figure out how to get a pen to work in space, and the Russians just brought a pencil. Right, and that's like the biggest myth in the whole wide world. Pencils don't work very well in space. Graphite conducts electricity. It also creates a lot of dust. You don't want any of that. It's not It's not true. I hate that story. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, didn't really think I would touch a nerve there. <laughs> also, the Fisher Space Pen is super cool, and any normal person can buy one these days, which is awesome. Uh, well, thank you for busting that myth and for promoting a pen. <laughs> It's a good pen. I, I guess mostly the first one there. <laughs> Busting the myth. That's good. All right. Before we wrap up, let's say bye to Cody. Bye. Tomorrow will be his last episode until he comes back from paternity leave. He's going to be a grizzled old father by then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already grizzled. Let's face it. Yeah, I feel like uh, if you're listening, you might be thinking like, OK, why do they keep talking about this? It's It's not that big of a deal. Uh, it turns out I'm going to be gone for a while. Like, you're not going to hear me again till after Thanksgiving. So it's not just like, oh, I'm gone for a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, I'm leaving you in someone else's hands for a, for a hot minute. So uh, Cody is a massive part of what keeps this show rolling. It's basically both of our, uh, I don't want to say our baby. That's weird because you're going on paternity leave. <laughs> um, you know, it's in capable hands, but I'm definitely going to miss you while you're gone. And we may air some stories that you've told on old episodes just to just to hear your voice again. We'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll miss this, too. Uh, Ashley, I've probably seen more of you in quarantine than anyone else that I don't live with. Yes, that is truth. <laughs> so, yeah, our routines are going to get uh, gonna get pretty messed up. But, yeah, it's also super weird because as of this week or last week, I will have edited and uploaded more than 700 episodes of curiosity daily and that's not even counting the 40 episodes of the original weekly podcast we did that is so much yeah it's weird i kind of hate to break the streak because like we've never released an episode late we've done through holidays and stuff we used to do sunday episodes so it's kind of a it's kind of like all right we gotta start over but well no you're going you're going out with a perfect record i think that's pretty good oh there there you go yeah that's true quit while you're ahead is kind of good but i'm not quitting we back in a little bit, but I'm super excited. By the time you're hearing this, I probably will already have a, a child. If you're wondering about the whole coronavirus pandemic thing, I will be allowed to be there while my wife is giving birth, which is very nice because that'd be really unfortunate if not. 
we did a story a long time ago about how holding your partner's hand can actually reduce physical pain. And I think about that all the time. And that's, I've always thought about that in terms of like, yeah, if she ever gives birth, I'm going to be there. Yeah. But I just wanted to say before I left, thank you, listener, for listening to the show, for voting for us in podcast awards, for reviewing us on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts and all those places, for sending us cool emails, for tweeting at us that you got an obscure reference that I made on the show, some weird thing about Lord of the Rings or Wesley Willis or Stephen Wilson. Like, that's why I like the show is when you say stuff and I'm like, oh, someone's actually listening and they like stuff and they're learning and they like care. I know Ashley feels the same way because anytime anybody really says anything, we're just like, that's so cool. So thanks a lot for that because we've been doing this for two years and change now and a lot of nice moments have happened because of it. So I uh, just wanted to give that quick shout out to you, listener, who doesn't get enough credit, frankly. And uh, Ashley's going to keep bringing you an awesome show because she's totally the backbone of everything that happens on the whole editorial side and all of that. And uh, when I get back, I'm going to have some more fun. I'm going to make some more weird, obscure references that like three people will understand at a time. But, you know, that's what I'm here for. You, uh, you, made, me, you made me a little misty there, Cody. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> cool. Yes, we have, a, we have a fantastic audience. But anyway, I'll be back tomorrow and we'll hang out with Natalia Reagan. He'll be filling my shoes for a little bit. Can't wait to do it. And now let us recap what we learned today, starting with the fact that the same mutation in our genes that made humans more susceptible to autoimmune disorders also protected us against malaria, which proves that genes aren't always perfect, but they are constantly at work trying to protect us. Yeah. And we learned that the same celestial navigation that allowed sailors to use the stars to help travel the seven seas in the 1700s might be used as a backup technique to help astronauts find their way home in an emergency. I guess you could say they're bringing sextons back. (laughs) Something in the space. I want everyone to know that many of the great puns that we've had in the last few days are all Natalia. So get ready for that. (laughs) Truly a worthy successor. (laughs) Today's stories were written by Cameron Duke and Elizabeth Howell and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff, Sonia Hodgen and Natalia Reagan. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Don't get malaria. Then join us again tomorrow to learn something new. You're really going to let that slide? You just, you didn't. It's fine. All right. I don't want to get malaria. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Well, join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.